On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. What makes Smart Food so smart? It's Air Pop Popcorn, tossed in white cheddar cheese, only 70 calories per cup. A notorious black bag of popcorn deliciousness. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com. Welcome to Reconsidering WCW Nitro. We are back. I am Dr. Damien Gibson and joining me as always is the man who only deals in kayfabe and don't you dare ask him to deal in anything else. It's Matthew Kayfabe. That's right. I'm just snorting lines of kayfabe here. They say not to, they say not to sample your product, but you know, kayfabe addicts can't be trusted. Fucking railing kayfabe, dog. <laughs> I'm fucking flying. I'm flying on kayfabe, man. I am. I'm high on kayfabe. These have to be t-shirts, right? I'm railing kayfabe. I'm high on kayfabe. These I just have want to be, to be clear that I'm not that comfortable with I'm railing kayfabe. I don't like the idea of looking out and seeing someone sitting there with their arms crossed wearing a shirt saying I'm railing kayfabe. Our eyes I meet. want to make a I'm railing kayfabe t-shirt and see it in the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a merch store yet. We're still a baby podcast. So if you want to make your own I'm Railing Kayfabe t-shirt and, <laughs> and get into the Thunderdome. I've been thinking about going in the Thunderdome because it's free, supposedly. You just have to put your hand up to do it. I'm thinking I might do it. I um, would suggest that once you go into the Thunderdome, you never come out the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I live in the fun uh I live in the Fiends Funtime Playhouse now or whatever. Do you it's do you think it's weird like wrestling's weird side obsession with Mad Max? No, because um and I I put myself in this category. Bogan men love Mad Max movies. So like meatheads love Mad Max movies, so it doesn't not surprise me that there's a massive crossover between Mad Max Mel Gibson and pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> 
and of course Tom Hardy, who is inevitably going to be the next Mel Gibson in in, in not just being in those films. Do you, do you think <laughs> that like, do you think that wrestling could pull off like a, a Mel Gibson esque character? Maybe not like an anti semite or whatever, but m- maybe like just just a bit of like a character who's a bad guy because he's just a bit of a misogynist. <laughs> Isn't that, like, all wrestling? But, like, Jerry the King Lawler, but on purpose to be a heel. Like, just like, you know, like, you know, a woman starts speaking and he, like, cuts over and is like, actually, um, you know, just to explain, uh, and, you know, like, just, like, mansplaining, like, occasionally, like, like, he enters to a Ryan Adams song. (laughs) What? It's still fresh, man. I hate that I can't listen well, to Ryan Adams fine. He anymore. enters to a Marilyn Manson song because, let's be honest, that's not a huge loss to the cultural uh, life of this world. But WWE fans will be like, "Sick!" That's it's not Limp Biscuit, but it's the second best band in the world. <laughs> <laughs> How's Fred Durst not been cancelled? He de- he's definitely done something bad. Maybe he's not. Maybe he doesn't do the things he look like looks like he does. If that makes sense. Oh, I, I suggest that Fred Durst does. If I was editing myself, I would have circled that <laughs> sentence and said, rewrite makes no sense. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean. He looks like a creepo, but maybe he's not. I mean, I haven't heard any bad story. I haven't even heard close to bad stories about Fred Durst. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a Google. Well, you do have a Google alert for Fred Durst. So if there was one out there, you'd know. You know I do. Anything to do with wrestling. That includes Limp Bizkit. You're a Durst guy. You used to play as him on <laughs> SmackDown versus Raw. <laughs> you he bur- you burst your durst to durst. I don't know what that means. It means you lost your virginity to Limp Bizkit is what I'm trying to say. It was actually Frog Stomp by Silverchair <laughs> that was on in the background. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. 1995, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're hitting some really bad, bad, uh, bad times here. It was her choice. I just want to point it out. It was her choice. If you have to say it, it becomes problematic. Let's move on. What what record was put on? Oh, <laughs> that's absolutely not what I thought you were saying. <laughs> You're like, she consented to have intercourse with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was, well, it was her idea. I was still too scared. to. I just, <laughs> she was like, do you want to do it? I was like, oh. Yeah. Like only a frog stomps I'm here re- to guard me through. I mean, yeah. Tomorrow. Anyway, Daniel Johns, if you're listening, you, you're the soundtrack of my life. <laughs> uh, this Nitro was aired on the 25th of March, 1996. Never forget. Uh, from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, Conrad. The, the Von Braun. That's where you live. The Von Braun Civic Center. We cut to the convoys. We've got a traditional startup today. And let's see what they have come as. Mongo uh, is dressed. Is dressed as Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> and 102 Dalmatians. And 102 Dalmatians. That's true. That's true. Eric is dressed as Elvis in Jailhouse Rock. And Bobby has come as Rowan Atkinson as the devil. <laughs> so we're all <laughs> we're all set up and ready to go. Macho Man beats the Belfast Bruiser uh, with a flying elbow. And I think this is the best match Macho has had in a long time. Or basically since we started watching Nitro. Mm. I really enjoyed this match. But if you haven't listened to our Uncensored uh, episode, go back one episode and listen to it. And I was at the end of that, I was saying the booking of the Tower of Doom match was really bad because (laughs) Macho just gets up the next day and has this match and wins. So 
not only was the booking really bad because it made every heel on the, on the roster look weak, but now we're making him look even weaker by Macho just getting up the next night and and winning again. Like, surely these guys have to lose a match occasionally. What are their win streaks like? It must be 58 and zero each. You uh, Have they lost a match since we started doing the podcast? I, don't I believe they've been cheated out of it. The thing is, all I would have, like, if you hit Macho Man or Hulk Hogan in the dick, like, if you low blow them, they're just dead. Like, it's just a kill shot for wrestlers in the 80s and 90s. When they were in that cage dungeon thing, the Tower of Doom. Why didn't they just mm. exclusively aim for dick-based attacks? <laughs> we've we've this this episode's bad already, but like dick-based attacks uh, is a band I saw at the art house. They opened for Blink One Eight Two, I believe. Um, dick-based attack. Yeah, that was uh, Mark Opus's other side project. <laughs> I I feel that the name <laughs> dick-based attacks would probably be misconstrued quite hard. Ah, uh, yeah. It's because it's it's really uh, assaults on the dick area. Yeah, which I believe were a scar band that made it big in Melbourne, but sort of never really took off. Yeah, not to be confused with dick punches, which was a kind of like post Black Flag, uh, sort of like shout call, uh, and uh, ironically also a nineteen seventies <laughs> comedian, <laughs> Dick Punches. Um, <laughs> It, yeah, it, if you go on your Pluto account and watch the Jimmy Carson channel, <laughs> you can see you can see Dick Punches. He's on every like whenever they couldn't get whenever a guest dropped out, they'd get Dick Punches on to chat to Johnny for a bit. So this match was good, obviously. Um, <laughs> it was. It wasn't bad. Like it was a match on Nitro for you know, for the first time in a while. I was like, oh, this is, this is fun to watch. Then we've got the world's slowest man. <laughs> the world's slowest man. Oh, Raconan. Yeah. He just moves in slow motion. It's it's I've never seen anything like it in my life. I I, I, I just don't see it. It's like he's suspend when he jumps in the air, it, the air suspends like the air is custard. So he's just moving a little <laughs> bit slower than everyone else. I've just never seen anything like it. It obsesses me and it makes me think you're in that I'm insane. <laughs> I think you might be a little bit because I don't see it at it's, all. I don't know if it's my internet or if there's lag that's specifically Conan based. If it's anything to do with your internet, it could be. I do have bad internet. You've got some kind of magical internet that sometimes oh. is the best internet on earth and then the majority of the time does not work at all. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> to the listeners. It's like you have to, you know, go to a wizard to be granted the internet on a daily basis. <laughs> Oh, please, wizard, internet, wizard, can I please have some internet? Oh, that's not exactly right. Yeah, Conan beats JL, which is kind of annoying. This match wasn't too bad either. It was for the US Championship. They've stacked this uh, with championship matches. Mm. I assume that some the other channel was doing something special, so WCW are counter-programming or they're just going for the throat. But anyway, we'll get to that later on in the episode. Yeah. They're pushing Conan pretty hard. I mean, he's beaten Eddie Guerrero on the pay-per-view and now he's beaten JL for the US Championship. Like, they they obviously have- They obviously think that Conan's a future star. Yeah. And he's going to prove them semi-right. Yeah. I, I always remember Conan from the NWA days. He was a guy I really liked a lot. Mm. And so, Mr. JL is such a strange- It's The name of it obsesses me because it's Jerry Lynn, whose initials are JL, but he's under a mask- and no one knows who Jerry Lynn is anyway. So, he could have a better name than Mr. JL. But anyway, 
I assume that they're probably trying to have some mystery to the name because he is wearing a mask, but couldn't be bothered thinking of anything better than JL. And, like, if he ever loses the mask in WCW, people are going to be like, that's a guy you've never seen before who's named yeah. Jerry. Hey, uh, Booty Man beats Disco Inferno in what was... It was actually built... You know, people were complaining about the billing of the greatest match ever between... Greatest wrestling match ever between Edge and Randy Orton. Yes. Well, this actually had happened once before where they had billed Disco Inferno versus the Booty Man as the greatest wrestling match ever. Yeah. And I think it, I think it lived up to the hype. Yeah. I would say that this was a real sort of technique. The, the only thing I would say is that there's entertainment in wrestling as well. And this is probably a bit more of a technical, like, in-ring masterpiece, which it obviously yeah. is, uh, but it doesn't have that sort of entertainment, carny fun to it. So I don't think you'd no, say it's doesn't. the best wrestling match. I think you can say it's the best, you know, squared circle, you know, technical match. Like, if this was in the Tokyo Dome, it'd be five stars, obviously. Um, in the Von Braun Civic Centre, it's four and a half. But- yeah, I mean, this is a five-star match wherever you go. Uh, you know, people will sort of say to me, you know, what's your dream match? You know, Damo, is it Daniel Bryan versus Bret Hart? Is it CM Punk oh, versus uh, Chris, early Chris Jericho? Like, you know, who, like it's all, you know, who who is this? What What is your favourite match? And I say, it's already happened. It's already happened. My dream match happened. It was the Booty Man versus Disco Inferno on the twenty fifth of March in Huntsville, Alabama, and really that was kind of the day wrestling died, uh, because we couldn't get. I mean, we couldn't get any better than that, right? Like, it, yeah, the art was perfected, and everyone else has just been a pretender ever since. I mean, my yeah, my dream match isn't quite this, but it's it would have to be close, absolutely. But, like, you know, we're different people. That's why we do the podcast. We have to disagree sometimes. Like, this yeah, is- of course. We can't agree on everything. You know, have people sick of us being facetious about this? We've actually gone for longer than this match has. We're just driving a point home. <laughs> Coming up next, it's the American Males, American Males, American Males. I'll put the song underneath oh, this while we're talking about it. Uh, American Males versus Sting and Lex Luger. Um... There's a weird B story going on here that the commentators are pushing that, like, uh, only Bagwell, Marcus Bagwell, is a uh, protege of Stinks. Once again, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, <laughs> like a serial killer. Um, the, the John Wayne Gacy of professional wrestling is a, pro- is a protege of Stinks, whereas Scott Riggs uh, is, is a protege of no one. He's his own man. <laughs> well, yeah, it, surely it would make more sense for both the guys to be protege of Stings, right? Like, why would you just imagine like the two of the like the two of the American males are like grappling in a ring, and then Sting comes in and goes, "All right, Riggs, fuck off." You <laughs> mean? And then teaches, you know, Marcus Bagwell the thousands of holds that Sting likes to use in the ring. Yeah, this is the this is the hug. This is the this is the figure four. Yeah, every now and then you want to turn around and go, Woo! <laughs> and you're done. That's it. You can you jump, you yeah. throw your body into a person when they're in the corner. Yeah. You can call it the You could call it a, like a bag splash or something. <laughs> That's uh for the anyway, let's move on from the bag splash. Turkey slap, you know. <laughs> 
Mab and uh, the American males are pretty comfortably defeated. Yeah, in the end. Well, we've got more of this, like, Luger and Sting. You know, Luger being a bad guy and Sting not noticing it. Like, as much as I have a go at the old guys, there is stuff that they say that makes sense to me as far as, like, the psychology of wrestling and stuff. And one of the big ones is that the the face should always be smarter than the heel. Mm. So, like, a classic example was SmackDown last week, uh, or, the, sorry, the SmackDown pre-Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan came out, he's cutting a promo, he's interrupted by AJ Styles and demanded a match with Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan said, if you're so much, if you're so much better than me, like you say you are, then you should be able to beat me without your giant Colossus Osmos or whatever his name mm. is. And then AJ Styles was like, through his pride, was tricked into wrestling Daniel Bryan without his big bodyguard there. That's the that's the baby face being smarter than the heel, you know. And then it also allows the heel to use his big bodyguard later on and, and completely lie to Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan looks smarter than AJ Styles in that situation, right? Here, we've got for months now, Sting looking one way. He's like a referee. Every time Lex Luger's doing something bad, Sting's looking in the opposite direction. And it just, it doesn't seem to be affecting the audience because they are fucking popping when Sting is, you know, getting the hot tag Mm. in this match. But for me watching it, and I know we sort of make fun of it, but it is actually starting to become a thing where I'm like, I don't like Sting because he's a fucking idiot. How is he not? He has, with his own human eyes- (laughs) Seen Lex Luger, fuck him over. The and he he just doesn't do anything about it. The thing it. that gets me consistently is that <laughs> me if Sting were to be like, his name is Lex Luger, he's named himself after the Nazi gun, and it'd be like, hey, um, this is my good friend that's misunderstood, John Hitler. He changed his name. <laughs> Uh, like it's you, you can tell it's named he's named after a Nazi gun. He's not a good guy. Is he named after a Nazi gun, or is it from the bad guy in Superman? Either way, like, well, that's Luthor, not Luger. Yeah, but maybe they've just changed. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's a combination. Either way, but anyway, it's I like you're like, saying. hey, he's a sound alike yeah. of the bad guy that hates Superman. Yeah, <laughs> that's everything that you know. Mm. That sticks up for justice and <laughs> the American way. <laughs> I don't like that. I like the other yeah, guy this, who tries to beat this him. This is my other friend, Tim Satan. Um, yeah, I'm uh, Tommy Joker. <laughs> and I dress up in a purple suit and laugh all the time, uh, maniacally. Is that a Hugh Morris joke? Uh, I forgot that it's already kind of exists. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so Lex, Lex and Sting carry on. I can't wait for real Sting to show up, man. Mm. Yeah. I'm really- Like, at first, I was like, oh, this is cool. I can get into this, you know, neon nitro. But, like, we- After this episode, we move into April, and we're so close to the Outsiders appearing, and I just- I'm counting down the episodes. (laughs) We're two months away. Two months from the- We're one more pay-per-view without them. Oh, God. Um, Because, like- just cutting back to Uncensored for a little bit. I was saying at the end of Uncensored that, you know, if we booked it in a way where all the bad guys beat down on Hulk Hogan and Hulk had to disappear and came back at Bash of the Beach as the third man, that was essentially how I booked the pay-per-view or fantasy booked the pay-per-view. 
in that time, you know, we would have the opportunity to have other people in the main event. And we kind of get that tonight, but only because Hulk's taken one week off. So, we've got the Giant versus Ric Flair. And there was a part of me that's like, oh, sweet. Like, you know, it's someone relatively different, you know, like it's not Hulk Hogan and Macho Man versus whoever. It's, you know, the Giant versus Ric Flair. Even though these guys have been around the top of the card basically since we started doing the podcast, it is a slightly different combination. So, Mm. I'm interested to see that. Um, And we kind of, you know, Rick's doing some really good heel work here, like he always does. The Giant has like a face turn, yeah, by the end of this match? Some kind of face turn. It is the man who will become the big show, so he has to change alignments. (laughs) It's true. That is true. But this this felt like a kind of legitimate face turn, like- Everyone's trying to protect Rick and in their sort of, you know, in their race to protect Rick, they just sort of fuck over the big show, the big show, the giants. <laughs> um, and he sort of looks at this and goes, well, fuck that. And then choke slams everybody to hell and walks out on his own. I was like, all right, cool. Well, at least we've got one new face. Yeah. Know, but it's only I'm sure next week he'll be fucking teamed up with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and they'll be doing Let me tell you something, man, Gene promos for fifteen minutes at the end of Nitro. I hope so. What you hope so? God no. <laughs> uh anyway, this is another screwy finish. I feel like this is all like you were saying in the pay per view episode, this is all we're gonna get now is Yep. Screwy finishes. But I this was I feel like I enjoyed this episode, even though nothing of any real spectacular merit happened. I enjoyed this episode of Nitro a bit more than I have the last three or so. Yeah, this one felt a little bit better. Like, Uncensored wasn't a bad show. No. Um, so, it's sort of, I don't know, the, the, you're always a bit on a high. Um, now, I've got to do the the thing that I always do, which is check in. You, you suggested earlier that uh, Raw was... Raw was packed to the to the hilt, which is why WCW put so many stars on. Um, you, well, they had three title matches on one episode of Nitro. The uh, let's just uh, let's just go to Raw, which was coming from the Freeman Col- Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas. They had the uh, they had the hometown boy Shawn Michaels uh, hey. defeat Leaf Cassidy. Oh, I love Leaf, Leaf Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's my well, one of my favorite movies. Leaf Cassidy is Al Snow. Oh. but he sucks. He's this is when he's with Marty Jannetty as part of the New Rockers. Oh God! Then we've got uh, your man. Did Shawn Michaels have a feud with the New Rockers? Yeah. Oh it, yeah, it wasn't okay. good. Um, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, your guy, defeated Aldo Montoya. Mm, never say that again. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't want to be associated with Triple H. Your favourite wrestler and common law husband, Hunter S. Helmsley, defeated Aldo Aldo Montoya. Uh, Aldo Montoya being, once again, another ECW. uh, He's just incredible. He's a a future ECW heavyweight champion. Um, Yeah, right. And then the the main event of this Raw, uh, Ahmed Johnson defeated Owen Hart via disqualification. Oh, God. And that's it. There's only three matches on the show. That's it. And all of them were a bit shit. There must there must have been a whole bunch of gar gar. Yeah. Going Raw on. got a 2.8, Nitro got a 3.1. That's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's probably fair. I mean, there's like Ahmed Johnson wasn't bad. Yes, he was. You know, he was a he was a big, scary looking. Guy. No, 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 no. He was he was bad. Um, yeah. and he's coming in. Uh, we're going to see him in about four years. Don't worry. When he comes in as Big T, uh, to form Harlem oh, Heat. I remember yeah, Big T. to form Harlem Heat two thousand and feud with Booker T. Over the T. The, yeah, the letter yeah. T. Anyway, we'll get to that in a few years' time. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Uh, look, there isn't really much else to talk about on this Nitro. Nope, I think we can wrap it up. Uh, we'll be getting, you know, more interesting things happening in the next couple of months. But this was an okay... If you've got you know, 30 minutes to kill, this is a worthwhile Nitro to go back and look at just to... Yeah, look, I mean, we're not going to cover any of the interesting things. We're actually going to start a reconsidering, reconsidering WCW Nitro where we talk about (laughs) our own podcast instead of... We just don't... We're not into that NWO nonsense. Yeah, look, the episode that Scott Hall shows up is when we'll be stopping. That's the end. (laughs) And then we'll we'll start again at the beginning of 1999. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine we did that to ourselves where we just, like, the two and a half years that we loved, we just cut out and then went straight to doing the exact same episode that we're doing at the moment. It's like, why? Why? Why are they doing this? I'm really looking forward to doing later WCW because I don't remember it that well, but I suspect I might quite enjoy it. I stopped watching. I'd stop. I stopped watching by about ninety nine. So it's going to be all completely new to me. With this Nitro, it's like I remember bits and pieces of it. Like there, there are parts of Uncensored where I'm like, did I watch that? Because they were talking about how it was the first pay per view into Australia, and I was like, maybe I got someone to, you know. Mm. Did I somehow convince my dad to pay $70 for a wrestling pay-per-view? There's no way he would have done that. But I feel like I've- Or I watched it on VHS months later or something, or- That's probably more likely. Anyway, this is probably a conversation I can have with myself uh, and not on air. (laughs) All of these are the conversations we can have with ourselves and not on air. That's podcast, full stop. It doesn't matter how good they are. Podcast, you know, Pod Save America- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whatever podcast you're listening to, it really is a conversation that the host could have with each other and <laughs> you wouldn't have to hear and your life wouldn't really change that much. Anyway, hopefully we entertain you for the 25 minutes that we've been on there. Uh, we will be back with a W uh, review. Uh, it's kind of an impact review show now as well, if there's anything of interest to talk about. We've got our uh, ECW show that comes out once a month and then all WCW stuff as well. Um, there is some talk of doing a new, a weekly news show as well. That's really up to me. Um, we'll see. I think I'm probably going to do it. It just depends on whether I can find the time to to do it. And, and it doesn't give me a, a um, mild stroke every time I read about WWE's business practices. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. But you'll at least get, if you subscribe to our channel, you'll get the uh, WCW, ECW and AEW stuff. Um, every week or every month, depending on which show it is. Um, But until next time, brother friends, Pepe is dead.